Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
we shall behold him face to face. Hallelujah, she says, in all of his glory, meaning we shall see him as he is. Amen. Hallelujah. I am your host this morning, Evangelist Portia McIver, and I welcome every one of you. And my greeting to you this morning is Shalom, which means hello also. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. That just stirred my soul up this morning, y'all. Hallelujah. I'm glad everybody is here today. And right now, I don't know anybody who's here. I don't know where my daughter is. Oh, she's way over there. Okay. Anyway, um, she's going to tell me who is there or who is here as you all pop in. But as I say again, welcome, hallelujah. Um, many of you may not remember that particular recording, but when she first made that recording, oh my God, I played it over and over and over and over again. It just does something to me. It gives me hope, especially during those times when you're going through this or going through that. Yes. Mm, wonderful song. Thank you, Vicky Winan, for making that. Hallelujah. Hold on for a minute, if you don't mind looking at my beautiful face, I guess. Yes. Then we're going to read the scripture of the morning. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Yes. O death. Where is thy sting? Hallelujah. O grave, where is where thy is victory? victory? Amen. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Do you know what the Bible just said? What it just said was to put it in a cliff note version, as I call it. When you belong to him and his word, hallelujah, dwells in you and you have did according to what the word has said, you've got a great reward coming. Hallelujah. The first verse of that says, what? Amen. We're a little off here today. I don't know where she is. But, um, I'm sorry? Then we have one to the next chapter. It says, behold, I show you a mystery. Okay. It says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we'll be changed in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. And in a moment, a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. At the last trump. For the trump shall sound. For the trump shall sound. And this mortal shall put on immortality. Amen. In other words, this body shall change in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. You're mortal now. This is flesh. But this is going to be changed just like that. Hallelujah. And when it's changed, that's why we're going from earth to heaven. Somewhere in midway, it's going to be changed from flesh to spirit. From mortal to immortality. From dirt 
to whatever the spirit is made of. Because the Bible said it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, we shall see him as he is, for we shall, well, I know, when we see him, we will be as he is, for we shall see him as he is. Because we're going to be just like he said he did in the Garden of Eden. We're going to be in his likeness and his image. Now, let me tell you something. This flesh don't look nothing like God. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I know, that's a shocker. But see, don't forget your spirit. And it does not yet appear. He has not shown us yet what the real us look like. Guess what? What you're seeing in the mirror is this coat that he put on us. These fingers, these toes, this flesh, whatever color you are. That's this coat that he put on you that you had to have on while you're living in this world. He gave you a material body to live in a material world. And this is what you see in the mirror every morning. Your pretty face, your hands, your feet, whatever you're looking at, this is just a temporary covering, a coat, if you will, to live in this world. None of us have actually seen what we look like. But let me tell you something. God is beautiful. The Bible describes him. He is beautiful. And he says, we can't see what we look like right now. But when we see him, we will know him because we will look just like him. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for that scripture this morning. Things are a little off this morning. I'm looking for my moderator. She's here. She's there. She's everywhere. Anyway, I don't know what's going on, but anyway, we're going to go on, and I thank her for what she's doing. She's got a lot to take care of, so I understand, but God, our God is wonderful. Hallelujah. We have so much in store for us. When we give our lives to him, when we live for him, hallelujah, there is so much in store for us. Not just over there. I mean, over there in heaven, don't compare to over here. But he will bless us even over here. Hallelujah. We were talking about houses last night because we want a bigger house. Because I need a media room. We have equipment, and sometimes we have to use what we got because most of it we can't use. We need to buy more equipment. Not that we can't afford it. It's just we have nowhere to put it at. We have a 1,200-square-feet house, and we have nowhere to put it at unless I just empty my entire living room. Hmm. That's a thought. Can you see a light bulb over my head? <laughs> anyway, um... We will see, but I need a media room where we can have the sound to be just right, the sound panels and everything that I need. Because right now I'm doing it in my living room in a chair. And this is not what I wanted um, at the beginning because we had a desk. But someone told me that the lighting was better out here than it was in the bedroom or in my little media part of my bedroom because it's big enough to have a little media room, little media part, but it's not that big. So you all pray that the Lord will bless us with a, another home. This one is fine. It's, it's beautiful, but it's too small, y'all. When you begin to do things um, in your home that's out of the ordinary, now this is fine for someone who's going to go to work and just come back home and lay back and rest and look at TV, eat your breakfast, eat your dinner, eat your lunch, whatever, you know, but for what we're doing, because uh, we not only do the um, program on Wednesdays, Sundays, and every night of the week, the nightly prayer, we also have a, another business, and uh, well, she has a business, and we have another business where we sell online, and believe me, well, you've got to buy that stuff in bulk. And I know this has nothing to do with this morning lesson, but I'm just explaining something to you. So um, in order for us to do 
and be what God has blessed us to do, then we need a bigger space. I'm asking you all to pray that the Lord will bless us with a larger space. Amen. Hallelujah. God says in his word that, and I'm going to ask my daughter to find that for me, that um, he would bless you with houses that you did not build. And he would bless you with vineyards that you did not plant. And I'm waiting for her to bring the rest of it on. But God will give you a house or land. And I want a house with land. Because you all know, if you've looked at any of my videos on this particular platform or on the other one that I told you about, um, the Divas in Christ, you know I love gardening. And right now we're out there gardening on a little small deck. And um, we need a bigger deck. Or I prefer a backyard. I like planting in the ground, not in buckets. Amen. But I thank God for the buckets because it does do very well. We have our plants out there now. And I thank God for that. Um, which scripture was that? Joshua, read it. 24 and 13, I think she says. She said, I will give you land for which you do not labor, and cities which you do not build, and you will dwell in them for the vineyards and the olive yards which you do not plant. Okay. She's, she's very, she's got a little quiet voice, y'all. So, um, I'm going to ask her to bring it around to the mic if she can. Amen. Because I want you all to hear the scripture. And it was Joshua 24-13. She's bringing it up. But he says he would bless you with property and land and vineyards and things that you did not build. Amen. Hallelujah. She had a dream last night. And the... Um, what she heard in the dream was ye shall possess the land. Because we have been talking about a house. And in her dream, she heard a voice say, and ye shall possess the land. Yes. And I received that. Hallelujah. I don't know where the land is. But I am just innocent enough. And I believe God enough. To believe that what he has said shall come to pass. Amen. He knows I want land. And he knows I need, not just want, I need a bigger house. And preferably one without five stuff that you have to walk up to. Because our house is high off the ground. And that's good in some circumstances. But just for everyday walking, and especially at my age, I need something flatter, lower, doesn't have to be completely flat, but five steps, really? Anyway, um, okay. You a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them, of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted not, do ye eat. Amen. You hear what he says? He was talking about the land and things that he would give you that you built not, and the vineyards that you would eat in, and you did not plant them. In other words, he will take, mm, thank you, Lord, I remember that, Lord, from the wicked and give it to his children. Amen. I, I was listening to Charles Capps the other day, and he, oh, I love that man, I tell you, he's passed on, but he is my mentor. I have learned so much for him from him. And now his daughter is doing what she does, and I like her too. But his testimony was that each time he wanted a piece of land, he started out being a farmer. And each time he wanted to expand his land, he would go and he would find land, and he would take the dirt from the land, and it's, it wasn't anything that belonged to anybody else. But you know how you have land out there, people have it for sale and all that kind of stuff. 
So he would find land and he would take the land and he would take the dirt up in his hand and speak to the dirt. Yes, speak to the dirt. And he would say, dirt, you're mine. Land, you're mine. God has given you to me. And then he would take the dirt and just blow it all over the place or just throw it all over the place. And he said he would get that land. And he taught his daughter to do the same thing. And her testimony was she wanted to build a house. And she remembered what her father had said. She saw the land and the land was for sale and it was adjacent to something else. And she went and she took the dirt, put it in her hand and spoke to the dirt. Didn't the Bible say you shall have what you say? That's in Mark the 11th chapter. You shall have what you say because your words are alive. But anyway, she took the dirt and said, Land, you are mine. God gave you to me. Hallelujah. And she would take it and blow it or throw it. And that's what she did. She said it took two years for her to get that land. Because somebody actually bought it. (laughs) She said, but she wasn't discouraged. Because she knew that they were on her land. She had already claimed the land. Because she knows about Mark 11. For you shall have what you say. Amen. When you believe that strongly in something, what you say will come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you what happened. For two years, she waited on that land. And she would go by and she would see it. They did nothing to it. And she was trying to figure out, you've had this land for two years and you're not building anything. You're not doing anything. So next door was another business. And she had talked to them, and she said that, see, her house was going to be a studio and a number of other things. Anyway, there was a business down from her house, and um, she talked to the man, and the man said something to the fact of um, they couldn't find the financing or whatever. And so she, she waited a little while long. She called the real estate people, whoever owned the land, and she wanted to know what was what with the land. And they said, well, we've been waiting, and they haven't contacted us. Long story short, I'm not going through the whole thing. Long story, oh, I hear a fly. Ooh, I hate flies, y'all. Long story short, she ended up getting that land because the man that owned the land originally called her and told her, the land is your own if you want it. <laughs> and she said she almost dropped right there. Not that she didn't believe, but she didn't think she would get it that soon. Faith without works is dead. If she had not went there and asked them about that land again, she probably would have never gotten that land. But when you put your faith out there, you got to have a corresponding action with your faith. Because faith without a corresponding action is null and void. Amen. It takes some work, y'all. Like I said last night, get up off your butt and do something. Amen. Hallelujah. But she got that land and she built her studio and everything else she needed there. She's in that house today. Amen. So all of you who want a home, go find some land somewhere. Because guess what? It is God's will for you to have land and houses. Amen. Deuteronomy tells you about the blessing that you have. You'll be blessed going in and blessed going out. Amen. I mean, there's all kind of blessings in Deuteronomy. Go there and read it. There's also some curses in there, but guess what? The curses don't belong to the church. The curses were what God gave Israel. But that's another topic for another time. Anyway, God loves you. There is nothing that you ask him for that he won't do. 
Now, all this stuff is not a magic formula. I'm just going by what the Word says. Whatsoever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye've received and ye shall have. Amen. Hallelujah. Believe that you've received, meaning believe that you already received. When you pray, you go in praying, believing. Don't start believing when you're praying. You go in believing when you pray. Amen. And you will have, you will get what you say. God promises you that. That's a promise. And when it's a promise from God, it's a covenant. And a covenant that can't be broken. Amen. And I know people say, oh, there she go preaching about getting from God, getting from God. Well, guess what? You got time from God this morning. You got an extended time from God this morning. I don't know whether you got one date, a couple of hours couple of seconds. Oop, is that you falling? Hmm. All of us ask God for something every day. We desire something from him every day. He is our father. Amen. Nothing wrong with um, um, wanting houses and land. Hallelujah. He said he would give you the desires of your heart. Amen. And he wants you to enjoy it here while you're here. Have you ever been inside of an embassy? If if you have not, then go online and find out about um the American embassy in Israel, the American embassy um in Russia, the American embassy in China. Go in those things. See if they will let you in. Go in there. Maybe Google Map or whatever. Just see what it looks like inside. They tell me those things are laid out. I do mean laid out. They're not going to let their people stay in a country and it looks like anything. That embassy, that building represents the United States and it's going to be laid out. You want to know something else that's laid out? The White House, the Capitol building where the president is. Have you ever been in that thing? Woo! Yeah. It's old, but that thing is decked out. And each person that comes in there, redecorate. They have the ability, hallelujah, to redecorate. Now, if he can do that for people who don't belong to him, then what about we who do belong to him? Amen. We are to have the best. I think some of us don't know that. And some of us say, well, I don't need all that. Okay, maybe not. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're satisfied with a 1,200-square-foot house. Some people are. My house is, what, eight years old? And, you know, when we leave here and someone else buys it, then it's great for a family just, just starting out. But, man, we're growing, and we need something bigger. And God told me, whatsoever I desire when I pray, believe that I receive, and I shall have. And I believe him. So I believe him for my bigger house. Because on the other side, let's get back to the lesson. On the other side, when Christ left here, he said, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if he's prepared a mansion on the other side, what's stopping us from having a mansion over here? We belong to God. Hallelujah. Heirs and joint heirs with Christ. People think when Jesus was here, Jesus was poor. Uh-uh. Jesus had a house by the lake, y'all, on the lake of the Sea of Galilee. Yes, he did. And when you heard, read about the verse in the Bible where he was in his house and all of the Pharisees and things had came to visit, they wanted to know, who is this man? What is he all about? Then all of a sudden, while he's teaching them, there's somebody knocking the roof down. They turned the roof up. Can you understand that they took the roof off the house? so that they could 
put a man down. I don't know. I guess they use ropes, whatever. Because there was so much, so many people in the house that they could not get in the house. So they took the roof off the house, y'all, and brought the man down right in front of Jesus. And Jesus healed him and told him to go and sin no more. Now look, Jesus had a house. And it was by the Sea of Galilee. When he told his disciples, let us go to the other side, they were over there by his house. When he talked to the centurion, and the centurion said, ask him to go and ask him to heal his daughter, and told him, he said that you don't have to go to my house, but speak the word and she shall be healed. That centurion was at a synagogue, synagogue, which was next door to Jesus' house. Now, the synagogue is a Jewish um, community center. It's not a church. It's a Jewish community center. Look it up. Vet it. See what I mean. And this man was a guard over there. You know how it can be in a community center. It can get rowdy even today. And he saw Jesus. And he asked him to pray for his daughter. Told him, you didn't need to come to my house. I understand authority. I tell one to go and I tell one to come. He was telling Jesus, I understand who you are. I know who you are. So I know if you speak the word, then it shall be done. We need to get that kind of faith, y'all. That if he has said it, it will be. God said it, that settles it, that's it. Amen. Hallelujah. But... We have a building not made by hands over in glory or heaven or paradise, whichever one you call it. So we can have what we need here. He never promised us we were going to be rich. You can be if that's what you want. But don't let that money keep your mind off of Jesus or take your mind off of Jesus. I want the normal thing, the land, the home. The car, amen, hallelujah. The things that I need, the things that I desire. He didn't tell me to be greedy. If I want a Mercedes, I can have a Mercedes. But you know what? Let me tell you about me. If I got a Mercedes, I'm going to take that Mercedes and I'm going to bring somebody to church with it. Or I'm going to take that Mercedes and I'm going to take somebody out, going to the nursing home to take them out to the park. Amen. Going and finding the homeless and taking them to McDonald's. As many as can fit in my car, as long as I've got somebody with me, I'm going to take them to McDonald's or to whatever and feed them. And then if they want to go back where they want to go, then fine, I will take them back. But if they want to go and find a place, then there's a Salvation Army and other places that can help them. Yeah, me and my brand new Mercedes doesn't matter to me. Things can be washed and clean. Things can be traded in. People can't. That's my heart, y'all. That's how I roll, as the children say. But listen, God loves you. Really, he loves you. Some of us have a hard time believing that because we don't love ourselves. Some of us have a hard time believing it, especially the women, because we've been hurt by our fathers. Our fathers were not there. Or we've been hurt by a man, some man that we gave our heart to, and he tore our heart in, oh, in just little pieces. Amen? So it's hard for us to trust a man, a male. And some men are like that, too. Because nowadays, you don't know what's happening, y'all. Mm -hmm. Anyway, some men are like that because their fathers left when they were small. They did not have that male figure there. Or at some point, perhaps they got harmed by some man that they thought was their friend. We don't know what happened. But we have a, a problem trusting males in this world, men in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's hard for us to trust God because our Father let us down. So how do we know that our Heavenly Father won't let us down? Uh, yeah. Did I just read your mind? 
Faith is what you need. God said it is given to each of us a measure of faith, which means you were born with faith. How do you think a baby is up in his mom's arm and he doesn't flinch? He believed that his mom has him and he is not going to fall. So even a baby is born with a measure of faith. Hallelujah. But we've got to learn to trust the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because if you don't, you're going to miss out on all kinds of blessings. You are the offspring of a king. He is the king of kings. There's no other king higher than him. Realize that you're royalty. When you give your life to Christ, you become a new creature. The Bible says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. You become royalty the child of a king, the head king, the head honcho. Amen. I start to say the big OG, not OG, but the big boss. Well, yeah, I can't say that. The big boss. I'm not talking about mob boss. I'm talking about a heavenly boss. He's the boss of all bosses. Amen. You are royalty. Realize that. And not only will you be blessed over here, but you're going to be blessed over there. You just hear the scripture. You're going to be blessed over there. Because when the time comes for you to leave here, this mortal shall put on immortality. Let me tell you a little bit about that immortal body. Mm, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you. Glory. Hallelujah. We will be immortal. Hallelujah. And that immortal body is beautiful. The Bible said we shall be as the angels. It didn't say we will be angels, but as the angels, the angels of spirit. And angels, have you ever seen an ugly angel? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. We shall be as the angels. But not only that, we will be able to go because when Jesus came back to this earth, when he was resurrected, we'll be able to walk through walls. Hallelujah. We'll be able, I know this sounds like something from Star Wars, but we'll be able to go from one place to the other in a moment of the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Because I believe it was Peter or was it Paul? One of them, they were in one city and they found themselves, I don't know what you call it, astroplane to a whole nother area. And there was a, a, a Ethiopian there that he had to witness to. And he witnessed to him and baptized the man. And the man received the Holy Ghost. And when his duty was up, he was astroplane back to another place. See, there are things that go on. Now, we have not gotten there yet. That was for the disciples. A lot of things happened to them to cause them to be that way. But when we get these new bodies, hallelujah. We will be able to do what we need to do. And, oh, let me tell you. Mm, glory, glory, glory. Dare I say that, Lord? Mm. If you want to go from heaven to earth, you can do it just like that. Jesus did. <laughs> the angels are still doing it. They go from heaven to earth just like that. Amen. Mm, glory. Imagine the things that God has for you when you give your life to him. And if you are already here, then you've got to grab a hold of faith, open that Bible, blow the dust off of it and read it and see what God has for you. Hallelujah. He is a loving and a merciful God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Mm. Oh, let me shut up because, see, I'm about ready to just, mm. Lord have mercy. If you only knew how good your God is and the things that he has for you on this side, not just on the other side. 
Hallelujah. But on this side, don't be afraid to ask for that house. Don't be afraid to ask for that car. Don't be afraid to ask for total healing. Amen. He will give it to you. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive and ye shall have. Believe it, he said. Believe that you've already received it and you shall have. Amen. It took that man's daughter two years to get that property, but she kept on believing. But while she was believing, she activated her faith and went to find out what was going on. And she got that land. She's got it today, y'all. And her father did that over and over. And I even heard one man say, he's a preacher out in Chicago. He and his wife had moved to Chicago with $200. And if you listen to him like I do, then you know who I'm talking about. $200, they moved from one place to another place with $200. They lived with her sister. And how he got a job and everything, and the Lord blessed him, and they started a ministry, and oh, it was wonderful. They went in, and they testified, and the pastor of the church that they went in, the pastor actually invited them there, because he had heard about them, and they went in, and when they went in, the pastor was so impressed, he said, you know what? I'm giving this church to you. And the man said, he looked at him and said, well, okay, if you say so. He, he didn't ask for it. The pastor heard him, and he impressed him so that the pastor gave the church to him. You see how good God can be? He didn't have to build. He didn't have to nothing. But not only that, there is this really high-class place there where he stays at. And I know most of you say, I don't want to go to Chicago, but all of Chicago is not bad. There's parts of Chicago that are absolutely ritzy. It really is. But and he he was in one of those places, and there was a house there. And he said the house had a sign in front of it. He didn't have enough money to get the house. But he and his wife, and the man was still, let me tell you, the man still lived in the house, but there was a for sale sign out in front of the house. And they knew they didn't have the money. Because you know you got to have a down payment, a closing cost, and yada, yada, yada. He went, and he and his wife saw the house, and they went in, and they looked in it. And then they left, and you know, they talked to the man and everything. And they left, and they went back that night. Because they knew they couldn't afford that house, but they believed in a living God. They knew that their father is royalty, and that makes them royalty. They knew that their father is king of kings and lord of lords. So they went, they drove past and pointed to that house and said, house, you belong to us. Nobody can buy you unless we buy you. And then they drove one off believing. They had left their number with the man. <laughs> And the man called them the very next day and asked them, said, um, are you so-and-so? And they said, yeah. He said, you all came to see the house yesterday, right? And he said, yeah, we did, me and my wife. He said, I want you two to have this house. He said, it's something about you. He said he didn't preach, he didn't witness, he didn't nothing. But the man, he said something about you. He said, me and my wife just got a divorce. And I noticed you and your wife, you seem like a loving couple. So I want you to have this house. So he told him, he said, uh, you know, it's good. We, we looked at the house, but we don't have the down payment. So uh, the man told him, don't worry about it. We're going to make a deal. Now, I don't know what the deal was. He never did say. But guess what? He got the house. That beautiful house with a circular driveway. By the way, he asked his wife the night before, or the day before they went to see the man, what kind of house do you want? And so they drove around until they found that kind of house. She wanted a white house with a circular driveway. Guess what this house was? 
a white house with a circular driveway and a very ritzy neighborhood. They got that house, y'all. Hallelujah. God can do anything, anything. Realize who he is. Love him. Learn of him. Hallelujah. Learn his word. The reason a lot of us suffer, oh, it's a lot more to it than that, believe me. But the reason a lot of us suffer is because we don't obey the word. We read it, then we put it down, but we don't believe it. We don't really believe it. Because if you believe it, you would walk around, hallelujah, with your head up, not with your head down, woe with me, I'm just so poor, so and so and so. No, you're not. When you belong to Christ, you are royalty, and you act as such. So straighten up that crown and roll those shoulders back and know who you are in Christ. Amen? But let me give you a little something, a little note at the end. If you're not a giver, you won't get. Yeah, I know a lot of people say, look, tithes was Old Testament, but you know what? I beg to differ. Tithes <laughs> has been since the Garden of Eden. They didn't call them tithes. But it has been since the Garden of Eden. And even in the New Testament, they gave tithes and offering. So don't say that's an Old Testament law. No, it's been since the Garden of Eden, and it is still existing today. God just reminded them in Malachi what they were supposed to do. Now, people say, well, I give, but I don't tithe. Okay, so you give. But remember, the Bible said, he that gives sparingly will reap sparingly. And he that gives abundantly will reap abundantly. It's got to do with the premise, seed, time, and harvest. The law of reciprocity. What you give will come back to you. There's an old song we used to sing, give and he'll give it back to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. And it's a true song. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're not giving, then you can't go to God and say, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. He's going to want to know who are you helping. We are blessed to be a blessing. And when he blesses you with whatever he blesses you with, don't get your nose stuck up in the air and say, oh, I don't want y'all in my house. Y'all dirty. Y'all this. Y'all. No, 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 no. You be hospitable and you open your home to God's people. Amen. You use your car for God's people. Use everything you've got for his glory. And he will bless you even the more. But I'm going to end this sermon today by saying, <clears throat> yes, we're waiting for the rapture. We're waiting for this mortal to put on immortality. But guess what? God says we'll be blessed right over here. Yes, we shall behold him face to face. But he says you'll be blessed right over here. Hallelujah. Eternity is wonderful. And we will get there if we continue to obey his words. But while you're living here, God does not want you living as a pauper. Come on, what king wants his child out here living paycheck to paycheck? Get it together, y'all. Know who you are in Christ. Amen. And when you learn who you are in Christ, you will be lifted up. And guess what? God does it so that the world can see you and say, wait a minute, how did you get that? Who are you? Then that's your opportunity to open up and tell them, well, I'm a child of a king, and they're going to want to know what king. Then you can begin to tell them who your father is. They're going to look at you like you're nuts, but they can't deny the truth when they look around you and see what you have, and they can't even get it. Hallelujah. The evidence is there, and they're going to want to know the God that you know. But not only that, there's a scripture also in the Bible that says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. There's going to come a time when the, 
when the wicked is going to be giving stuff away. Now, are you the just? Because if you're not, you won't get it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Mm, we thank God for today's lesson. There is so much I want to expound to you all. And I try to get it all in one video or, you know, live cast, but I can't. And, you know, stuff keeps popping up and popping up and popping up. But we will get to it. I want you to know who you are in Christ. And I want you to get to believe it. You are royalty. Go to a mirror somewhere. Hallelujah. Today. And look at yourself and say, man, you are royalty. Whew, wow, you're down here, man. Get up. You are royalty. You have royal blood in you. Hallelujah. Women, I want you to do the same thing. Girl, mm, you are royalty. Look at you. Hey, straighten that crown up, y'all. Go find your throne. I don't mean I don't mean the toilet seat either. Okay, yeah, that's a little funny today. But find you a chair, straighten that crown up, your imaginary crown, and sit there like you own the world. Amen. Because actually, that's another lesson for another another time. Actually, you do. Because you're a child of God. And he did tell us in Genesis. That this earth was ours. It doesn't belong to the sinner man. It belongs to the ecclesia. Anyway, we're not going to go there. That's down a whole nother path. And I'll be here for an hour or another hour. But I want you to realize who you are in Christ. And we'll be teaching on more later on. But for now, you're listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. Hallelujah. Sunday morning service. And I am your host. Evangelist Portia McIver. Um, our announcement, I'm going to get my daughter to put them at the bottom of YouTube or somewhere on Instagram. And Periscope, does Periscope have a place? Yeah, we'll do the announcements there because I promised that I would not keep you long on Sunday. I don't belong. I don't, I don't believe. I don't. My God, I sound like my children used to sound. I don't believe. I don't believe in long services. You can give a sermon that's anointed and has a punch to it in a little time. It doesn't take all day, two hours, your butt hurting on the pew. Long story short, I love you all. God loves you. And if you don't know Christ for the pardoning of your sins today, then I ask you, please, Get yourself together and ask Christ into your life. You don't know what you're missing. Hallelujah. He's a wonderful God. He treats his children very well. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you are his and you don't know that, then open your Bibles and learn who he is. Or just continue to come here on Sunday morning and doing the Wednesday services, even at night, doing nightly prayer. I teach on there too. That's one of my gifts, a teacher. They always tell me I should have been a teacher. And I thought about it. But you know what? We're going to go to another thing. I'm not even going down that road either because I'm getting ready to close out. And y'all know me. I'll start up again. So I love you. And I, I say to you and your household, hallelujah. Shalom, shalom, which means hello, peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. We're going to go before the throne of grace right, right now before we close out. And after this, you're going to hear a selection by Ben. ben. Oh, really? You found Ben. Mm -hmm. That's the name I was trying to think of last mm -hmm. night. Ben Tankard. You're going to hear a selection by Ben Tankard. I love his music also. Y'all know I'm a saxophone nut. You play a saxophone, you my friend. Yes, hallelujah. But let us go before the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for today, hallelujah. This July um, the 28th, hallelujah. This noonday, Sunday, 
afternoon service. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for, for providing what we need to bring this forward on the platform that you have allowed us to be on. Lord, we ask you to bless every ear that's listening. We ask you to continue, hallelujah, to bless this household, Lord. I've already put my prayer request up, and I'm looking for the blessing, Lord, because you know me. I believe, I believe, I believe, hallelujah. Lord, I ask you to allow, hallelujah, my brothers and sisters to forgive, because if they don't forgive, then they can't receive their blessing, hallelujah. Allow them to know, Lord, hallelujah, that they've got to walk every day in love. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we ask you to bless their children. Hallelujah. Bless their finances. Bless their health. Hallelujah. Bless their spouses. Hallelujah. Their parents and everything that's connected to them. Even allow their neighborhoods to be blessed because they're in it. Lord, we thank you and we glorify your name. Hallelujah, we say amen. Now, y'all, we are on live also tonight on the nightly prayer. If you want to join us tonight, we will be on YouTube tonight on the nightly prayer. Um, and you can come and visit. And if you're on YouTube today, then please give us a thumbs up, subscribe, and hit that bell so that you know whenever we're on here. And is there anything else I needed to? Okay. So that's all for today. Like I said, I love you, every one of you. But I have something to ask you. If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Would your soul go up or would it go down? Ask yourself that. If you belong to Christ, then you have nothing to worry about. Continue to walk in him and in his word. But if you have not given your life to Christ, fear. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Because time is not long before he comes back. So give your life to the Lord today. You think you're safe with whatever else you believe in besides Christ? Let me tell you. No, 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 no. You're not. And you don't want to be found here in the tribulation. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's going to be a time like you've never seen before. No, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm for real, for real. I'm a southern belle, and I don't know how to be fake. Y'all, come on. You hear me. And even my life, it's me. And I'm telling you right now, get it together. Give your life to Christ today. Because if you don't, Anyway, I love you all, whether you're saved or whether you're not saved. Hallelujah. You can call me the real preacher because I'm going to be for real with you. Not going to hold back, not going to shirk back, and I ain't afraid of you. Amen. Love you all. Have a great Sunday. Go enjoy yourself. Lay off that chicken, y'all, that fried chicken. Lay off of it. But if you want it, think about me while you're eating it. Love you all. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.